stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. And this week, you have me all by myself, which is fantastic because I'm going to talk about personality types and that kind of stuff, and it's really, really exciting. But before I get into that, I just want to mention that if you uh, are used to listening to this podcast or any other podcast on Stitcher, which is the podcast app on Android phones, it's no longer available. And the app I believe that you need to have now is Pandora. So unfortunately, this stopped a couple of days ago. So I don't even know if you if it will even appear, but you won't be able to access podcasts. So I thought I'd better tell you that. And I probably should have told you that a few weeks ago. The other thing I want to mention is that my Confident Leaders program my open one, which is available, so it's it's a program for six months where any leaders from all different organisations come and we do six months, seven in-person days plus four one-on-one coaching sessions. This year is just about done and what a fantastic group. I've been running it in Gippsland and what a fabulous, fabulous group of humans. They've got their last one coming up soon and then I'll be opening it up for uh, the 2024 enrolments. I've already got three registered. Um, I only have a small group. It's only 10 to 12 in that group. So if that's something that interests you, if you're a leader and you'd like to sit in a room with other leaders from different organizations and, you know, really hear what it's like and I can tell you you've all got the same problems and you've all got the same it's exactly the same people sit there and say well I didn't I thought it was just our workplace but it is it's really fantastic so keep an eye on my website or send me a message because that's that's opening up soon but also on that um, if you if you work for an organization and you've got at least 12 to 16 middle management or low management uh, leaders who need some leadership training. Uh, I offer the same thing for individual organizations where every, like all the people that are there are from the same organization. So that's, that's on offer as well. And at the moment I am doing it with an organization that will finish in about October. So I will be running that next year for up to two organizations. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Now, the thing I wanted to talk to you about is personality types and in particular DISC. And I absolutely love DISC. I'm an accredited DISC consultant, DISC advanced consultant. And I use this with workplaces, with teams, For team building, relationship building, improving interactions, improving communication, and it's 
it changes everything. It's phenomenal. And I really wanted to share it with you, except I'm only going to clearly workshops go for um, much longer than 15, 20 minutes. But I just want to give you the tip of the iceberg and just let you know, because this can help not only in the workplace, but can also help relationships like your romantic relationships and families and friends. If you can un- learn to understand Um, how people think and what they're motivated by, it really does make a massive difference to your relationship. Now, there's four types, and this goes back many, 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 many centuries, uh, probably even longer than that. A lot of philosophers talked about four different types of people. And and by the way, I don't want you to think um, the this is the only four types of people in the world, you know, and and we should rest all of our judgment on each other by this. That's not what I want you to do at all. This is just another tool to help understand people. And there are a lot of other tools out there that measure different things. So I'm not proclaiming this as the only thing in the world, but it is fantastic and I do want to share it. So the four types, well, actually, let me go back um, a few decades ago, several decades ago, actually, I think in the 1950s, William Marston um, put it into the disc format. And he's also the inventor of or the creator of Wonder Woman. So anyway, he's an interesting man. Oh, he's also got a movie that is called Dr. Marston and the Wonder Women. And I haven't watched it yet, but I believe it's a little bit, a little bit kinky. But anyway, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. So the four types, D, I, S, and C. D is for the dominant driver. I is for the interactive influencer. S is for the steady supporter. And C for the conscientious complier. Now I'm gonna get right into some details in a minute and see which one you are, but there's more to it than that. But to start with, here's a couple of questions. Do you consider yourself to be outgoing or reserved? And if, if you consider yourself to be outgoing, you could be, could be, and this always isn't always the case, a D or an I. And if you feel like, yeah, I'm a bit reserved, I'm a bit shy, and I sort of hold back a bit, you're probably an S or a C. Now, remember I'm saying you could be, you might be, you probably are, blah, 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 but we're definitely not going, you definitely are, because there are a lot of nuances in this. But anyway, let's keep going. The other part to that is, are you a people person or a task person? Now, what happens here is a lot of people say, well, I'm task focused, but that doesn't make me a cold, hard bitch. And that's so true. It doesn't. If you're task focused, it doesn't mean that you don't like people. What it means is that when somebody asks you to, you know, to do a new job or to do a project or to whatever, whatever the task is, you do you say, oh, what has to be done and how are we going to do that? So focusing on the task first, or do you ask questions like, oh, I wonder how this is going to impact people? You know, who's going to be affected by this? Who's going to be involved? So if you are really focused on task first and still caring about the people, you're likely to be a D or a C. If you're focused on the people first, you're likely to be an I or an S. Now, that's probably not making a lot of sense to you right this minute. So let me dig a little deeper and I'll give you some characteristics of each of them. And and let's see if you can sort of sit yourself within one of them. Now, I have to say that we're not just one of them. So we always have a one that is higher. So that would be our dominant or preferred style. Now, 
that one is that that's who when we're relaxed and when we're comfortable and when we're just living life that's the one that 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 who we are that's just who we are and then all of the others sit underneath that now every single person all of the styles sit at different levels so it's kind of like imagine a mixing desk you know and one person might have the first knob really high and the second one really low and the third one midway and then next one just down from that a little bit and the next person will have a whole different completely different mix on on the on the mixing board so it's really important not to sort of stick your hand up and go, oh, that's who I am and that's definitely me and I've got none of the other characteristics. Like we can't do that. We're, we're actually all made up of all of the types. So we've got this natural style that is, um, you know, if, if, you, if you did this, um, you know, online, you'd get a graph and through a proper assessment, you get a graph. And uh, so all the, each of the letters has got, like an indicator to where they sit on the graph but that's on your natural style but then you've also got an adjusted profile and that means that we adjust ourselves to the environment or the situation that we're in and and that graph could look quite different you know I know a lot of people who really lift up their eye because they want to be a lot more energetic in the workplace and others who lift up their D in the workplace because they need to make decisions and they need to make them fast and that's all well and good and we can adjust and we all do adjust at any given time. That's We all do that all the time. The, the thing that's dangerous is that if we adjust too way too far and hold it there for way too long and that becomes absolutely exhausting and we burn out. So let me tell you a little bit about each one and see where we go. So the dominant driver, the D, they are really decisive really now when I say dominant I don't want that to be confused with aggressive they're very very strong and assertive they make decisions quickly and confidently they've got a strong desire to take take charge and lead uh, they're focused on achieving results and they're very goal driven they're willing to take action and take risks to reach their goals they're quite competitive um, prefer to work independently you will notice what seems to be or they display a high level of self-confidence. They have a lot of belief in their own abilities to succeed. They are task-focused, as I said. They bounce back really quickly from uh, setbacks. A lot of them like to take on leadership roles, so they're very leadership-oriented, uh, very straightforward. So they really love to, I guess, the thing that is really solid about a D how the, the the little catchphrase that I used to describe D's is they get shit done they got a to-do list they get it ticked off and they and that's what they want to do so they love dot points so for example if you're talking with a D person they don't want to hear the whole complicated convoluted message all they want is three dot points let's get on with it let's make a decision and move and they're very motivated to excel in their chosen field and the, and they strive for excellence. They set high standards for themselves and they also expect others to meet those standards. The biggest fear for the D is um, losing control, a loss of control. 
So that is a D. That's enough. I'll just sort of do a little overview for you. And then we've got the interactive influencer, which is the I. So the I is the people person, the outgoing people person. By the way, the D is the outgoing task person. So the I is the outgoing people person. Very talkative, uh, very outgoing, very enthusiastic, optimistic, people-oriented, charismatic. Um, they're very expressive and emotional communicators. They wear their heart on the sleeve. Um, they're team players. They're creative. They love flexibility. You can't give an eye a very boring routine task and lock them into any any form of rigidity. They resent that. Um, they're very sociable. What else? They they inspire others with their ideas and their vision for the future. Um, they love big picture talk. They love new ideas. They're quick to jump into like new experiences and really, really, really immerse themselves in that. Um, basically, they're the ones that, uh, you know, you know them in a meeting, like everything starts to get um, really serious and really heavy. They're the ones that will tell the jokes or the ones that will lighten the mood. They're also very touchy-feely. Eyes love to um, touch people. So, uh, you know, uh, in, in this day and age, that's a little <laughs> fraught with danger, but um, they don't mean that anything by that. They just, they're just very, very, very um, lovable. And what they do fear is social rejection. So they really care a lot about what people think of them. But really they are the life of the party and uh, much needed in a workplace and probably the most misunderstood in the workplace, actually. I'll say this before I go on to this. Uh, the, all of the other styles can sort of set a steady pace and work for long periods with a steady pace. The I can't. So if you have an eye if you have somebody in your workplace who sits there and puts their head down bum up for 45 50 minutes and just goes hell for leather probably does as much in that 45 minutes as they would do in two hours then they suddenly suddenly jump up and start squealing or start telling jokes or start laughing or uh, they're like overly energetic that's probably an eye and if you are listening to this and you're trying to control an eye in your workplace, uh, you really need to know that they need to burn that energy off every hour. And so it might be guiding them uh, to, you know, go for a walk around the block or go to the tea room and have their laughter and everything else. I hope I remember at the end of this, I'm going to tell you a story about about how I used to be before I understood any of this. I hope I remember to do it. I'm just going to make myself a little note so that I remember to tell the story. There we go. I have just done it. Now, let's get on to the S, the steady supporter. The S's are, honestly, they are the glue that holds the world together. They are the most beautiful... Uh, steady, paced, you know, they love harmony. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want anyone else to rock the boat. They don't like change for the sake of change. They just love their stability. They're also the ones that are, uh, you know, if you kind of did a, a stereotype about someone, they're the ones that bring the the tea cake and the, the, the cups of coffee. You know, they're the ones that make sure that the birthday party is held, the ones that make sure that nobody misses out. You know, they'd be driving a minivan so that they could take everybody everywhere. They're real team players and really supportive. 
they are great listeners and this is a I was going to say it's a problem it's not necessarily a problem the problem happens is that they're such great listeners that everyone goes and dumps their shit on them and then they walk away going oh thanks that really helped but they never actually ask the est person how are you going today so they they kind of take on a lot of um, other people's problems and they can really get burnt out with compassion fatigue. So if you've got someone in your workplace that's like that, um, be, be careful because you could be burning them out. There are also people that will ask about your family. Oh, how's your family? How's your dog? You know, how's, how's your daughter going with um, school and all that kind of stuff? Now, I've known people who've said, oh my God, what's wrong with them? They can't mind their own business. But that's just who they are. And they're not just asking because they're sticky beaks. They're asking because they bloody well care. So if you've got an S in your workplace who's like that, you, you want to grab hold of them because, you know, they can get a little jaded with everybody else ignoring them and not really caring about them and pushing them aside and then they can just leave without notice. So take care of the S's. So as I said, they're very nurturing. They often take on caregiving roles. You'll see a lot of S's in disability, in nursing, that type of thing. They're very social work very very nurturing they love routine they love stability they love harmony as i said um they're very reliable they never let you down uh, as as far as being a mentor goes they're extraordinarily patient family oriented orientated as i said before they love everything in moderation so they are really beautiful humans and as i said they hold the world together now they are people focused and reserved the thing with s's is their biggest fear is loss of stability so if, if you've got an s in a workplace or anywhere else and you're just kind of imposing changes upon them willy-nilly um, without telling them why you're making changes that doesn't make for a happy little s so keep that in mind now, C, the conscientious complier. I think that label, and I don't like labels too much, but I think that just about, I, I probably don't even need to say anything else about them and you've already got a picture. C's are magnificent. They're analytical, they're accurate, they're facts and data driven, um, they're detail oriented, they're systematic thinkers, critical thinkers. Um, they focus on quality and don't let anything go past, you know, with any mistakes. Um, they're very cautious decision makers. They love stability and predictability. Um, very compliance oriented. So they will um, let you know when something isn't right. They can be uh, often seen as the mini police in a workplace or in a family. Um, they will avoid conflict with any with all they've got. Uh, you often find them in engineering and finance, accounting, that kind of stuff, where they where they can spend a lot of time uh, really really focused on detail. And what often happens is that they will ask other people for detail, and other people get pissed off with them. It's like, oh, why do you need all this information? And then we get shitty with them. But they do need the information, and I can tell you what: thank God they're there, because the rest of us are having a party and nurturing people and just suiting ourselves and doing our own thing, and nobody's paying attention to the detail and the correctness and a C is really doing that. So they are critical in the workplace. And speaking about critical, um, 
they are very critical of themselves and if they're backed into a corner they'll be very critical of others in fact that's their biggest fear is criticism of their work the other thing is that C's can become very defensive and often what will happen is they'll be asked to write a report or something like that and they'll do the report and then someone says is it ready and they say almost but it is actually finished and what they're doing is they hang on to it and they double check it and triple check it and they adjust one word today and then another word tomorrow and they're very reluctant to hand it over in case there's a mistake because they fear criticism of their work and so that'll do for an overview of each one as I'm going through these um, detail these descriptors it's probably likely that you're saying oh my god I know who that is oh my god yes so you know Sarah's an I and oh Peter's an C and you know all that kind of stuff and that's what I'd love you to do. I'd really love you to sort of start recognizing who's what. Now, I want to clarify that though. I want it's really good to understand that what the dominant style might be for each person. But I don't want it to be in a way where we start. Um, you stand in that corner because you're a C, and you stand in that corner because you're an S. That's not why we're doing it. What I want you to do is to celebrate. And really, really grab hold of, wow, how fantastic. Now I understand C's. They're so detailed-oriented. They're accurate. They're looking for facts. They're the ones that keep us out of jail. They're fantastic. And I want you to celebrate the fact that that's their strongest and most dominant style. Keeping in mind that that's not all we are because we are all of the styles. Each one of us has a combination of all the styles. So it's one that's really good if you can start to identify who has what dominant style most of the time because it makes it a lot easier to understand them and to to empathize with them and to celebrate who they are and so that each of you can put your I guess come together like pieces of a puzzle and um, really you know really I don't know make make up a puzzle because if, if you're missing one of these in a team or or in a workplace or in a family even there's a whole chunk missing you know now but speaking of families actually um relationships wow i've had so many people on the verge of on the verge of divorce um probably not that deep into it that have said to me oh my god oh my god this makes so much sense now i understand my husband oh my god i used to get so i was getting so pissed off with him is he, he can't pack a car without double checking the tick ticking off the list and everything else they're like well now i know he's a c and i'm an i and i just want to get the hell moving it's really 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 valuable to understand who's around you the other thing i want to say is that not only do we have a dominant uh letter or dominant style but we also have that is influenced by the one that's under it so for example i am an i am an i now i'm going to get to that story in a minute and my second one is an s so i, I i'm a, a a high energy people person you know and i'm buzzing with new ideas and love new ideas and that kind of stuff love big picture stuff my second one is an S, which is another people people um, type. So I is people, S is people. So I'm very focused on people first. And 
I like harmony. So I, I like things. I don't like rocking the boat. You know, sometimes I will because I'll stand up and speak up when I need to. But I, I prefer everyone just be harmonious. But there are other people who are IDs. For, for example, like there's all combinations. And an ID is completely different to an IS. So an ID will be someone who's really bubbly, outspoken, really talkative, but they're, they're, they talk in a much different way because they've got goals. The D underneath is, I've got to get shit done. I've got to get shit done. So they're, ba 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 got to get shit done. Whereas an IS is kind of, ba 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 what about the people? So not only do we have a dominant style, but we also have one sitting underneath that will strongly influence our dominant style. Now, to tell you that story, I, I, I hope this is really um, helpful to you, and I'm sure it will be, my story. So I used to work at, um, well, actually, I worked, used to work at TAFE, and I was a teacher, and I was incredibly disruptive. And and you ask anyone I work with and they'll tell you exactly the same thing. I was that, you know, head down, bum up for, for bloody 45 minutes and then I would come up like a maniac and I would just cause chaos in the staff room. And it was all really funny. You know, it was great. Well, I thought it was anyway. It was fabulous. You know, high energy, getting everyone everyone razzed up. And it was just great for about three minutes. And that's the interesting part is that it, the everyone would sort of get, get involved in what I was doing. And then they would get pissed off. And particularly the C types. And they would then try and... They'd go back to their desk or their little corner and they'd put if, if headphones on and... Um, you know not listen just wish that I would shut the fuck up actually and I used to criticize them and I used to think what's wrong with these people and then I would drive home and I would berate myself and I would be what is wrong with you Karen what the fuck is wrong with you why are you such a dickhead why can't you control yourself why do you have to behave like that so not only was I criticizing other people I was also criticizing myself because I didn't understand it and then maybe four years ago um, I did disc and realized that I saw my profile and I was this high eye and then I was like far out and once I understood it I was like oh my god that's why I behave like that and then I fell in love with myself because I'm like hey that's okay. That's who I am. That's actually a good thing. I like the qualities of an eye and now I know what my qualities are and now I know how I am and how I'm motivated. I'm going to channel that effectively and use it properly. And now it makes a big difference to how I use it because back then I was just using it randomly, using my style randomly. And this is what happens when we don't really understand it. We tend to default and amplify um, the style that we are and amplify it to a point that we're overusing it. So I, I guess that's a little bit about DISC and I don't know, there's only so much I can say in a short amount of time without boring the hell out of you. But it, it is such a phenomenal um, tool and it, it really does make a difference to relationships and interactions and it it's such a conflict diffuser and not conflict in the moment but you know potential conflict that doesn't end up happening because people know how to communicate with each other it's just 
wonderful. And I didn't do this as a plug so that you would get me into your organisation and what have you. But while I'm saying it is while I'm here, if, if this is something that you your organisational business could do with, if you're having people clashing, they're not understanding each other, um, people communicating different ways with just clanging heads, yeah, I would love to come and help you. So, and it's going to cost you. It's not bloody free. But if you want to talk about it, um, send me an email and go to my website, send an email through there because I'd love to help you. It, it just makes such a phenomenal difference to, to teams and to individuals and it just reduces so much stress. So anyway, that'll do. I hope you've absolutely loved this. I love talking about it. I suppose you can tell this is just one of the things that it just brings me to life like nothing else. And it is my absolute favorite tool. So if I sound a little bit excited, one, it's because it's my favorite tool, but two, because I'm an I and I can't help getting excited. And that's just who I am. So anyway, hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, I think I've covered enough to help you to understand it if you want to know more about it send me an email for god's sake don't don't leave it don't leave any questions out there on the table because uh, if i get enough uh, questions i'll do another one. Oh, and if you want to find out more about my confident leaders program also go to my website and please send me um, an email through any of those forms and I would absolutely love to chat with you about that. And I love having a room full of people. And I do it in person, by the way, because I just think that is so damn valuable to have people sitting in a room together, sharing space. So if that's something you're interested in, please also send me an email about that. Anyway, that's it for now. Have a wonderful weekend and week ahead and all that kind of stuff. Thanks very much for joining me as you do every week almost all of you and I'll see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.